Hey everyone, welcome to episode four of the I Just Teach Here podcast with Jess and Sabria. This podcast, you're going to get a snippet into the lives and thoughts of educators where we don't make the rules, we just teach here. Sabria, take it away. So today we're going to talk about another spicy topic. We're going to talk about the relationship between teachers and related services. So for teachers and educators out there, you know what that means. And for those of you who aren't, you'll find out what that means. So we're going to start off this podcast with a text I got from a coworker. Um, because it's just so relevant to today's topic. And she said, guys, if you haven't already thought of this, an episode about scheduling, because Sabria may kill me one day, we will get this right. Maybe by June. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh. It's from one of our special education teachers, because my schedule is now changing for the 1000th time. And I got permission to talk about her. Okay. Thanks. Did you though? <laughs> no, but I'll ask her after this. So, so to further explain what we mean when we are talking about this relationship, we'll start off with all the key players. So Jessica, bring us in to who are special education teachers as compared to general education teachers. Go. <laughs> okay. So in our schools, we have the general education teacher. They usually teach in a classroom size of 22 and above. I think the cap is maybe 30. Most of these kids are on or above grade level. Special education teachers, there are a lot of different types, but we uh, generally take any kids that have an IEP or an individualized plan will um, be with a special, special education teacher. So the different classes that they have are a self-contained class, which is usually a smaller classroom size. So we have a class size of up to 12, my class is up to eight, or they can work together with the general education teacher in a co-teach classroom where there are two teachers in one. And in that class, there are general education kids and special education kids all in one. Do you want to talk about how sometimes in those smaller classes, like the classes of eight students and the classes of 12 students, they can also have multiple grades within those classes. Mm -hmm. Whereas the co-teaching class, it's one grade and one curriculum. But for you guys in the smaller classes, do you want to tell sure. me about that? In these co-teach classes, in the general education classes, they are just teaching that one grade that they have in a self-contained classroom, it might be one, one grade, which like my class is one grade, or in a lot of other self-contained classrooms, they bridge classes, which means that there might be more than one grade in a class. So um, that means that you are teaching multiple curriculums in one school year. Yeah, fun. So in the teaching realm, besides that, there might be something like a resource room teacher or a sets teacher, which are teachers that might pull kids out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all in the teaching realm. And so Sabria, why don't you tell us a little bit about related services and all the different things? So I think I don't <laughs> and think all the there different are what, that many. and all the different positions. Yeah. So for related services, you'll find a speech therapist or speech provider like myself who typically works in push in where I go into the classroom and provide services or pull out where I'll take the kids out into the therapy room and provide services. There's also occupational therapy, physical therapy. We have counseling guidance, 
And I think that's it. For the most part, I think you see in our school pullout sessions. So all of these individuals will take kids physically out of the classroom um, to provide therapy, either anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minute sessions a day. If you're a teacher, you'll see these people going in and out of the classroom quite frequently. So those are all of the related services, I believe. I could be missing some, but those are the related services that we have in our school. So now, Jess, from a teacher's perspective, I know we talked, we've talked about this before. What were your impressions of speech providers or even of related services? I think they're great. I think all of them are amazing. And um, we have that is not true. About. She doesn't You're think right. it. that is definitely not true. I would say that <clears throat> my first impression before I met all the lovely people that I work with is that they run and do whatever the heck they want and that they are, I wouldn't say lazy, but they are maybe a little bit on the lazy side. And let me tell you why, because I don't want you to start pouting your lip and getting all upset at me because when I was say student teaching or in my positions, when I was an assistant or whatnot, speech providers, PTs, OTs, they would come in and just take their children whenever they pleased. If it worked in their schedule, they took them. If it was, usually there's like a set schedule that you usually follow. And most of the time they didn't come, they would cancel, they would push in and really just sit along and not do anything. And I just feel like, I'm like, what are you doing? I don't understand. And then they would take them to the other room, maybe do crafts with them, maybe decorate cupcakes. I don't know. And then the OT always had this big old swing in her room and they would just be swinging all day. And I'm like, what do you do with the children? Just swing around, just swinging around. I bet you there's some type of rationale for that. Okay. I'm sure. And I mean, can I have a swing? I would love to swing my children around all day. Honestly, you know, you're not the first person to tell me that there have been multiple teachers when I show up to pick up the kids that they still will say like, oh my God, you actually pick up the kids in this school. And I'm like, what school were you guys in? I don't know. Special case. Am I that special? I didn't know. I mean, also in everyone's all related services defenses. I feel like you guys have a lot on your plate too. And it's hard to schedule things. I mean, obviously all of that changed when I got to the school I'm at now, because I work with the best related service team ever in the world. But I mean, I will say those were my first impressions of related services in general. I, I was very unsure of what they did besides just doing things that we already did in class and, yeah. and swing children. Um, but yeah, ROT is going to be so mad. She doesn't even have a swing. <laughs> I know now she's like, I want to swing in my room. <laughs> exactly. I would be swinging in her room. What were your first impressions of special education teachers and gen ed teachers? Ooh, see, it's bad. I, Look at your smile. No, You're like, oh, I don't know what to it's say. Not bad, but it's like, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. I mean, and I hope nobody gets offended. This is just genuinely our opinions and our impressions, but it was our first impressions. Yeah. And our okay. So I'll go back to my first year teaching, right? Um, I was in a small class and 
I was just so green. So I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know speech providers were supposed to be out of the room. I thought this was supposed to be this beautiful family that I was going to be a part of. So I just jumped right in the middle of the classroom because, um, what do you call it? Like the, the philosophy, I guess the teaching philosophy of the class, the first classroom I was ever in was that the speech provider would stay in the room and provide services kind of adjacent to the classroom and, and the teacher. So I just jumped right in and, you know, my first year teaching, my caseload wasn't filled right away. So I being so green did not take advantage of free time to try and, you know, make lesson plans or do things like that. I was like, no, I'm going to jump in this classroom right here and help the teacher and work with the kids. That's so you and so aggressive. Like I did not know so that. Typical. I thought I'm like, the teacher will be so appreciative of this. Like she is going to love me. I would and be like, Oh, are you here? Let me tell you first impressions. I learned real quick that a classroom is a territory. It's not a shared space. Um, it is something that is owned and you know, you have to respect boundaries. And I just stomped all over this teacher's boundaries. I mean, she is one of my best friends today, but she will agree with me. She would be like, yeah, what were you doing? I'm like, I didn't, I had no idea. I had no clue. So our first couple of weeks and months were a little bit rocky together. And finally she just came up to me and she's like, what are you doing? Why are you here? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I thought this was like a co-teaching model. And she's like, that is not what this is you're supposed to be over there and we're going to go to the principal and talk about this and figure this out because a co-teaching model is something Dang, different. She took it to the principal. Yeah. But like, not in a bad, like she genuinely was like, is this meanwhile, as an SLP, I had no idea what co-teaching even meant. I like fudged that on my interview. I have no idea. I was like, doesn't that mean we just like rock together in this classroom and kind of vibe together? And Apparently it's a whole model that you have to follow. Cause she's like, if you're going to be my co-teacher, you have to take some of these lessons then. And I'm like, what? No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so we figured it out, but to bring it all in, in a nice little bow, my first impression of teachers in general was just that your classroom is your territory. Now of special education teachers, I saw a, a lot of beautiful things from, I feel like most of them for the smaller classes, like 12 to one, um, and eight to one to one, those teachers had differentiation. Can you just explain yep. what differentiation is in case there are people out there that don't know? So differentiation is when you take a piece of content, like what do you like a, a subject or a lesson yeah. and you modify it according to the individual needs of the student. So you may have one student who can read a passage independently, go ahead, you rock with that. But you may have a student who maybe needs like a pacer, like something that's that they have to slowly pace themselves. So they're not skipping lines or words. They may have to do that. And you may have a student over here who needs to be read the passage aloud because they can't read yet. Or they may have a passage that is of similar content, but of a, a lower lexile. So that, which is like a lower reading level so that it's kind of zone of proximal development you meet the child at where they are very scientific for you. I'm sorry, but um, oh, you sound like a grad. <laughs> <professor>. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So yeah. So in the smaller classes, they were doing that in the larger classes that had the co-teaching model with a gen ed teacher and a special ed teacher. I found that they were just teaching together. Um, I didn't so much see that differentiation. And again, I will preface this with saying I was there for 30 minutes spurts. So I'll give those teachers a little bit of grace as you will, if you will, whatever you say, because I was only there for a certain amount of time. But for those subjects that I was seeing like reading and writing, there wasn't pull out smaller groups to the side. So I was just kind of always like, hmm, I wonder why they don't do that here. Cause you know, there are special education teachers. Okay. So those were my impressions. I saw smaller class special ed teachers differentiating and using a lot of tools. I saw special ed teachers in a large class, not really so much doing that. And then for the gen ed teachers, I just saw just pushing through this crazy curriculum that they have to get through. Maybe I saw a little bit of, if a kid was misplaced in a gen ed classroom, I saw a little bit of that kid can go sit on the iPad in the back of the room, or I'll deal with him later and do something by themselves, you know, with the teacher, or maybe I won't deal with them at all. So yeah, I had a lot of opinions as a green new SLP about teachers for sure. Just like you did. And they weren't all rainbows and butterflies. I'll say that. But I, I will in, in a little the judgy. defense of <laughs> a little judgy over there. In an educator's defense, I think that special education teachers do also have a lot of leniency when it comes to how you teach, what you're teaching, how you go about teaching, the curriculum that you teach. Whereas general education teachers don't really have that leniency. They have a curriculum that they have to stick to. They have a pacing calendar of what they've got to teach by when. And so it, I think that teaching styles are also different because of that. I just yeah, and I, throw that out there. I also feel like it's not necessarily a misstep of the educator. I think mm-hmm. it's a step of the school or the district or whomever, because I feel like every year kind of refreshing what it means to be flexible, what it means to differentiate, even in gen ed mm-hmm. classes, I feel like that's more essential than the PDs we've been getting. I mean, I feel like teachers, you're right. Like they're, they're kind of like, you need to do this, this, and this. And so they do it because they feel that pressure and they feel forced to, but if they put more focus and emphasis on emphasizing like, Hey, every kid's individual, even if you're gen ed, Hey, every kid could benefit from this. Hey, these are your related service providers that you can lean on. You know, then I think everything would be more fluid and flexible, but they don't. There's, there's not that emphasis at all at school. We're not here to bad mouth each other's professions, but to tell you what we've learned working. Oh, everyone's so- going to come at you. Why? <laughs> Related service, get her. We wanted to talk about how we made our relationship successful. And if you're a teacher listening in, you have seen or had a related services provider in your classroom, and maybe you're feeling all these feels. And so we wanted to talk about what we felt like worked for us and what made us successful. So Jess, what do you think is the number one thing that made you think differently about speech providers? Do you think differently about speech I honestly, I get along with all the related service um, providers, um, but I think the main thing, what was the question? How, what, how to become successful? Yeah. Well, like, what do you think is the number one thing that kind of 
made our relationship as fluid as it is now, not fluid. I keep saying fluid as wonderful and amazing and supportive and loving as it is. Well, there's a couple of things, honestly, there's actually a lot of things, but I think the number one thing is having flexibility. I think, you know, scheduling can be the biggest nightmare ever in the world. And Sabria will be able to attest to that. Um, but honestly, like when I'm like, Oh, don't take, don't take them this period or this period or this period, please don't do this. Please don't do that. I think it makes it really hard for a pro, even though I do that to Sabria almost every day, but it makes it much harder for the provider to provide any kind of service for, um, your child, your student. And I think it's about not just being flexible with the schedule, but being flexible with the things that you want to do. Right. So like, if I'm like, Oh my gosh, Sabria, like I cannot have this kid leave because he has to study for this. Sabria will be the, all right, do you want me to, I'll just push in. I'll just do it with them in class then. And I was like, great. So it's about like being flexible and thinking outside the box and how you guys can help one another, because I don't think any related service is trying to like be out to get you, you know, like, Oh, I have to make sure to do Let this. Let me tell you this. some of the teachers, they look at me like, like, um, I don't know what they think I'm trying to do. Like, do you have to come here now? And I'm like, I, I mean, this is my job. What do you want me to do? do? <laughs> Gosh, like, what do you want me to do? But I will say too, um, with regard to scheduling, just like a tiny tidbit is like, is related service providers do not go in there on the first day of school. Like I do every year <laughs> and try to schedule anything. Now I just do it as a joke. I think it's hilarious where I just walk into everyone's class and they're like, get out. Just get out. It's like, like a fight to see which related service can get to the teacher. Oh, hundred percent. They want to schedule their schedule first. A hundred percent. It's, it's exact. That's exactly right. Like I got them for 10 o'clock. I mean, but honestly it's February now and I, My we're, schedule still is still trash. <laughs> we're still changing schedules. So I really, for me, the main thing to make this relationship successful is really to be flexible with one another in scheduling in what you guys are doing at the moment and stuff. What about you, Seb? I think the best thing for us, honestly, was scheduling our lunches together and preps together. No, I do. Because I think that once you have a relationship, like, listen, I know you're not going to want to have lunch with everybody. I get it. I didn't want to have lunch with everybody either, but I feel like once you make relationships and uh, people are more willing to work with you, like, wow, who are you? Me? I, I listen, like, let's build relationships. Oh my gosh. Like I, I remember, I feel like, you know how I got in, I feel with everybody. One of my first couple of years is, I don't Your know if it's appropriate to talk about, but maybe we'll take it out. If it is everyone at the time was reading, uh, 50 shades of gray, everyone. <laughs> so I was reading it and I was talking to all those teachers, all the older, they're all like, like a lot of them are retired now. I was talking to everybody about it and they were like, Oh yeah, I'm going to talk to Miss Santos about it. And so we all talked about that together. And that was like our bonding thing. And that was before I was there. <laughs> it was, but I, that was like something that we did. We like I, over. I feel like a lot of providers and they tend to stay in like their little closets and they don't leave. I mean, and you do that to me every day until I text you a meme. That's like, please come. Hello? That's because I have so much paperwork that I really have to get finished, but yeah, get out of your closets. SLPs. Come on, go make some friends. It's going to be fine. 
you'll meet someone like Jess and, uh, and then you'll have a great time at your school. And I think piggybacking off of that, I think when you build these relationships, the best part then is you get to understand who each other are. Right. So like, I know Sabria's strengths, her weaknesses, and I don't have I, any, what are my weaknesses? Your weaknesses is that you have too many strengths. That's what it is. <laughs> that sounds, that's like some answer you give on an interview. I'm pretty sure Felix <laughs> told me that <laughs> to say that anytime I had an interview, <laughs> I think that knowing that you can really use that to your advantage when you are working in a classroom. I'm not sure why I need to give an example, but I can't think of one right now. <laughs> Well, I also feel, I feel like too, um, there'll be times if I'm pushing in during a lesson, like where will you or I will like have like that brain fart and then the other will be able to mm -hmm. fill in like, okay, I'm going to ask your work. You're trying to work on inferential questioning. So I'm just going to go ahead and pop one in there or modeling. Like we model for our kids all the time when you're teaching something. And I see that is just like this for all of them. I'll raise my, how annoying am I? I raise my hand all the time and I'm like, Sometimes I'm like, oh, Miss Santos, do you have the right answer? This is math. <laughs> I never have the right answer for math. So she doesn't pick on me for math, but I'll model how to ask questions and things like that. I mean, for SLPs too, it's not just about the teachers being flexible. Like teachers, let us in your classrooms, please. But it's also about the SLP being flexible too. You guys know your kids' speech goals. And I know that your supervisors and I know that your schools are, are telling you that you need to deliver services in one way and it needs to be in the therapy room. But sometimes you guys just need to be flexible and, and work that compare and contrast into a group discussion figure it out, compare it to yourself. You guys can do it. You can do it at least one time. And I think when teachers see you bend a little, they're willing to bend back towards you. Um, also. So I think so. Do you think so? I think so. Good. Are we done? <laughs> Let's talk about no. Cause you told, you're telling me how SLPs and stuff can fix what they are doing in the classroom and how they can make it better. So hearing that I was saying about the territory stuff, right? Like teachers are very territorial about their classrooms and their students and their time. How can special education teachers or any educators at all change a bit to work with the related services? I think that it's always really important to check in with your related services. What would you do to those teachers who say, but I don't have time. That's what we are always met with. I don't have time. Okay. Give them a text, shoot them a text. What are you learning? What are you guys doing? Can you do this instead? I think that, you know, it comes with not just related services, but even with like cluster and, and, you know, like the other teachers, when you make a child's learning all kind of I want to say fluid, but all intermingling. <laughs> and it's like, you know, what's the word when it's all, it's all like meshing together. Yeah. When you, you're all kind of teaching the same thing, kind of bringing it all together, it comes back full circle for the child in trying to understand things, you know, like Sabrina and I work a lot on, um, oh, there's like a, we work a lot on, you know, bridging home and school together. And it's the same thing from, um, classroom to the related services as well. So when you touch base with your SLP or with your related service provider, it really helps to kind of bring it all together for the child. So a lot of times I'll be like, 
Sabria, um, I was trying to teach idioms today and it was really bad. And <laughs> she'll just be like, all right, I'm going to pull up some of the idiom stuff. And then she'll kind of work with them with that. So that way they have more building blocks. So that way we can build the house together. You know, I'm trying yeah. to bring it back to episode yeah, one. Yeah, bring it me. back to building the house <laughs> together. That's what I'm talking about. Get your bricks, guys. I think that that's really it. You know, setting intentional time to get to know one another, make some jokes, laugh, read 50 shades together, do what you have to do check in. I know most of y'all, well, actually no, because I know a lot of teachers, they'll be walking in like right as the school bell rings. I don't understand it, but Jess and I are at school like an hour early every day. And we just use that time to chill and chat and other teachers come in and chill and chat. And it's just, it's just such a good way to like bring down the walls. You know what I mean? Bring down the walls, talk about something other than school. Like let let everyone see each other for who they really are outside the school. We're not just teachers. We are humans as well. You know, can't everybody just get along? Can't everybody just everyone. So those are our main, our main takeaways. That's what we really wanted everyone to leave with. If you are a teacher or you are an SLP that has was as rigid as I was, you need to just take a breath take, I feel like you've said that to me before. Take a breath, get to know each other, be flexible and work together. You know, what's crazy that I just remembered is we did this so well that we were invited to that like summit thing together or whatever. Yeah, That was weird to talk about our relationship. And Jessica, what did you say to me? I said, you're going to talk. I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) You see, you use your strengths and your weaknesses. That is my, I'm not, I'm which not is so her. crazy. Cause you guys hear her talking now and she yeah, literally people, talks about I all the things. Literally, I will be mute and I'm just going to be standing there. I'll hand out the papers. <laughs> I'll click the PowerPoint. I'm not talking. <laughs> Thanks though. <laughs> yeah. So, so work together. Do you have any other thoughts that, that you want to leave teachers or SLPs with? Um, um, I kind of low key. I want to, I kind of want to know, like for those SLPs that you worked with initially, were they like older or younger? They were. I would say they were probably at that time. They probably had 20 years on me. Probably they weren't old, but they were probably at that time in their forties. Um, so they were seasoned SLPs and they often, they were tired. They were tired SLPs. And they would come in and they would just like, I'm feeling like them lately. I'm, I'm feeling that hurt. (laughs) I'm feeling that tired. So I understand it a little bit and it's okay. Like we all have good days, bad days. We're all tired. Sometimes I mean, uh, we literally are counting down the days, most days, you know, and we're just trying to survive together is what is happening here. So I think that when, oh my gosh. You know what we didn't talk about? What? What did we do at lunch to bring all the other teachers together? Oh, I forgot about oh that. Caroline just said it the other day. You started it. You started it. We did started I? it. Well, because we started it. You okay? So then Sabria, we started. Well, we you and I really did start it together. We started yeah. a workout club during lunch, mm-hmm. and honestly, it started because freaking Sabria wanted to work out before school. And I would sit, mind you before seven o'clock, right? The doors aren't open, but Sabria and I are always there before seven o'clock. And she'll be knocking on my window at six fifty something. 
hello, let's go. And I'm like, I do not want to exercise right now. She goes, let's just run a lap. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're you so did do it with But I did do you it. Did. And then we started working out before school and we're like, you know what? We feel great. But then at the end of the day, you're still a little tired. So Mm -hmm. then we're like, why don't we work out during lunch? And we started working out during lunch. And then some girls saw and they're like, we want to join. And then all of a sudden we had like a group of like at least 10 girls and we were all working out during lunch. And we had, because we had that common ground, we had so much more to talk about and be excited about yeah. that. I feel like when we saw each other, it was just a much more pleasant experience until sure. COVID happened. And then we stopped and then but, they didn't want to go near each other at all. I know, but it was really, it was one of the best times. And even though you only had like 15 minutes, minutes for lunch, yeah. I looked forward to that every single day. 100%. It was so fun. And prior to that, none of us were best friends. None of us were super no. close. Um, but again, like doing something like that together, going on walks together, working out together. I mean, it just brings everybody together to want to get to know each other, to want to work with each other. It just makes it a fun environment. And I think that Jess and I moving forward in our career together, we're kind of just like looking for ways to make each day the most fun we can have. Like we are constantly laughing all the time, right? If we're not crying. I mean, if we're not <laughs> I feel like we've been laughing a lot lately, which, which brings us into our next episode. We felt like we were being very serious for these past couple of episodes. We were, we were like bringing in hot topics. We were bringing in, you know, a lot of things and we we were bringing in our bad attitudes. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh my gosh, all I do is moan and groan. And I don't want you guys to think that that's all we do because I mean, we do that for a lot, but not (laughs) everything. Okay. Um, we do laugh a lot. And so next week we wanted to bring in some of our funniest stories, as teachers, what do we have to deal with during the day? Sabri and I have a lot of funny stories together apart. We've got them all. Um, and we're going to share all the fun stories with you in episode. I don't know. Five. <laughs> What's the episode? <laughs> What's the episode in our so next we- episode, in episode five? Well, I hope it's episode five. So thank you guys for joining us today and we hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.